No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. No Simple Road family, this is Aaron coming to you from the porch. Hope everybody's well this week. 
got a good one for you this weekend, man. Um, it's been really trippy this week. It's uh, it's been all about family and it's been about community and it's been about people. It's it's really cool to see what's happening out there from my perspective of starting this thing and doing it and not really having an expectation of where it was going to go and then watching it kind of morph and change and grow into this thing that it's becoming. Um, people are really reaching out and letting us know that the, the show is touching them and that they're getting something out of it and they're digging it and laughing and having a good time with us. And the thing that I like the best is that you guys have been telling us that you feel like you're here on the porch with us. And that's fucking rad, man. I, I love that. I love that I have family out there in Canada and I have family out there in Tennessee and North Carolina and all over the country and all over the world that have, you know, reached out and, and told us that they feel like they're here with us. And that's really cool. And, you know, it's it's been a a pretty trippy weekend too. You know, we, we went to a party last night with a, a group of people from uh, Apple's work and it's just so cool to see the cannabis community up here in Portland growing and coming together and becoming, you know, just this force of nature, uh, pardon the pun, but this force of nature, this, you know, it, it's really cool to see people that can work together and that have a good time together and that are growing this industry into something that is unimaginable and really magical you know it's behind this plant that is this medicine this plant that that all of us have like rallied around as a community and you know you go to I go to work <clears throat> and I see you know people all working at the same place for a paycheck yeah but like nobody's really connected to what they're doing they're just doing it so that they can get by and I don't see that in that business. I, these people are doing it because they love it and they're passionate about it and, it. and it really showed and it was cool to see. And then, you know, you talk a big game sometimes and, you know, you, I say stuff like, you know, we got to help family and we got to, you know, take care of each other and we got to be this community. And this weekend we've been presented with an opportunity to um, help a brother out. And it's those times when you find out what you're made of and if you're going to walk the walk and talk the talk and not be full of shit and I appreciate Portland for for doing that for putting those things in my way and in our family's way and helping us grow up and be better people and be cool and help the family out so anyway I'm rambling um this week we got a good interview for you it's a, a brother of ours from Las Vegas and this is a new perspective, guys. This is somebody that has never been to a show, also has never taken psychedelics, but this cat is down. You will see. Uh, give him a listen. Uh, it's not what you're going to expect, and uh, it's really, really cool. We had a good time out here on the porch with him, and he's going to be staying with us for the next few days, and we're really happy to have him here in the house with us and hanging out and getting to know him better, and he's getting to know us better. And it's really neat. So you guys are a part of that now, too. And you're going to get to hear it. So as usual, the business stuff, uh, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Hit us up. Check it out. Different tiers, blah, blah, blah. Amazon link at the bottom of the page at no simple road.com. You can click through that link and you could help us out by going to Amazon and buying whatever you were going to buy on there. And they'll give us a little percentage of that, which is kind of cool. And then um, most important is the iTunes uh, subscriptions and Google Play subscriptions. Go on there, subscribe to the show, throw us a like, 
and help other people find out about the show. And then word of mouth, tell your friends, guys, share the podcast with other brothers and sisters, other people that you think would dig it. And we appreciate it. So anyway, without further ado, here's our brother Jason from Las Vegas. Enjoy, you guys. I'm just saying, you get the sense, because I was too uh, young to be part of that. You had to be at Woodstock, right? No. No. You've been before to a live concert? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah, I followed the dead for um, a year and a half in a school bus from show to show. Um, So what I was saying about pop music, like pop music, you listen to a song and you... uh, Oh, I remember like, you know, hearing this when I was in high school. It reminds me of that time. It kind of makes me feel like that a little bit for a minute and whatever. The Dead, every time you listen to the music, it's different depending on where you're at and what you're doing. And also when you're at a show and the music is happening around you and you're high and I guess you don't even have to be high. But once you're turned yeah. on to it and you're there, you have to be high initially. You initially, it's, a- there's a thing, and then and so there's this thing that happens. There's something that happens, and it doesn't happen anywhere else. It's it's a it's a thing that that is it's sense. very tangible. It's not like where you're wondering afterwards, did that Was happen? That it? <laughs> it's so profound and real that it completely alters people's lives. I mean, so we're saying that, like, if I was somewhere and I just had, you know, the lavender probably first break me in two mushrooms, Mm -hmm. smoke the joint of the lavender and put on the Deadhead album, a certain album, it would be something else. So maybe at that very light introductory dosage, that would be something else. But yeah, it would be something else. But I don't know if it would be the thing, because like for me, so I'll tell you how it happened to me real real brief because i'm recording and these people have all heard this shit before so with me i hated them i couldn't stand the grateful dead they sounded like country music to me and it bothered me i I always disliked country and i didn't want to hear it and him and i were taking psychedelics all the time and like listening to the doors and Jimi hendrix and all this other you know psychedelic rock and i had a friend in l.a and he was like, hey, man, you need to see the Grateful Dead. He was a deadhead. And I was like, yeah, they're bullshit, whatever. And he bought me a ticket to the show and called me and was like, I bought you a fucking ticket. You need to come down here. You're going to go to the show with us. So I went. Took some acid before the show. And went in. And I had the most profound experience to this day ever. It seems like... The and the music sounded different after that. It seemed like the experience... Could be fantastic, but it's missing the ultimate. If you really don't, maybe drop a piece of acid. Well, no, not okay. So the acid, the acid is. It seems like that takes it to the to the level that 
it, that music was made for. Exactly. Yes. It, 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 it's the feeling I'm getting from this but, without yes. ever experiencing it. But the curiosity in an intellectual way, intellectual way is dragging me in to believe that it is that. Right. Don't and get me wrong. What I mentioned with the two shrooms and the perfect perfect joint roll, complete silence, you know what I mean? And so not being bothered. A- and words, the Bose audio is on symphony and I'm there just in a blacked out room enjoying it. It would not reach that level as if you had two checkers of the acid dropped under your tongue. It will be totally a different experience. It, totally. And But see, the, also on, on an, uh, the other side of that too is part of the thing that happens at a Grateful Dead show is when you go see a normal band you're watching the band and the band is playing for you, right? Right. It's a, there's no interaction, right? There's nothing really happening. But a dead show, fish, any, any of like the jam band scene now, because there's a whole scene behind this now, of course, like with everything, but like there's something that happens between the band and the crowd where the crowd begins to become an instrument of the music. And the music is going through the crowd, and as it filters through the crowd, it's changing what's happening on the stage. It, it, it hops in, it, so, it, it hops into a tribal energy. So a when very better yet, a tribal synergy. Totally. So if it, you see, I don't know, a Grateful Dead song, "The Wheel," if you see "The Wheel" this week at Shoreline down in the Bay Area, right, and then you see it three weeks later at another venue on the same tour, different song, yeah, completely different song. Wow. And and it's. I akin it to like going on a roller coaster ride. Like when you're open like that and the music's coming and it all the energy from everybody else is mixing with it and then coming through you, it takes you up and it brings you down and it moves you. And, and at one some point you have to kind of, you can't fight it anymore and you let go and it takes your body over yeah. and you start moving with it. And it's a an experience that, alters people's the course of the rest it, of their lives it just makes any sense it's pleasantly violent yeah it's how it's how seeping that it is meaning that yeah. you it, it's violent but pleasant it, you, you can't weave your way out of it you are part of it you're on this thing yeah you know what i mean control. yeah you you're on this thing i mean sounds even the only thing i can relate to it is like nirvana at their height yeah is the energy that i'm getting of my time and what that meant when they came off that World tour, and it's the thing live, you know, and that song, you know, that it's like, like a loop said before, kind of like church, like it's because the congregation you're with, you're with thirty to seventy thousand other people that are just like you, that are mostly on psychedelics and stuff too. So the energy that's at those shows is what that like same thing. I didn't like him. He it took him a year after he got into him to get me into him. By taking me to live show, making me like you are. Going. I tried yeah. playing albums for him, and 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 he was like, "What the hell, man? So what are you doing?" That's why I hit the head on the nail earlier when we were talking, and you looked at me like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "It is like Bible to them." Yes. And he just said, "Dude, it, con- con- you know, the congregation. Yeah, you it's church. I mean? We call we call it, it church." Like, and then even he, he, was, the he went even more elaborate in his example with like the recruiting of one. Get down here, mm-hmm. you know. That's the way somebody's like, "Look, you got to be there Sunday night." And the difference. You know? So the difference that I see between like church, whatever that is, and and the scene, I'm not looking to go tell anybody about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's all it's, it's ours, and 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 great, for, great if you yeah. find it. And there's people that have come into my life that I'm like, I got to turn this cat on because yeah. you can see it in them. 
You know what I mean? They have that they'll spark like that they'll it. like it. Good for but, them. But for everybody else, man, do your thing. Whatever. I, have at it. Awesome. As to, to like have maybe like a Grateful Dead show, and then at the end of it is a lunar eclipse. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> well they played at the base of the Great Pyramid, man. Really? Yeah. Wow. On the full moon and shit. Wow. Yeah. The, they they're awesome. And I don't know. There's a there's something about the co- the community of it, and and like you said, Bible verse. It's just so you know that. Uh, um, a conviction, you know. Well, it's, they do go around quoting scripture, yeah. meaning lyrics, yeah. and using them at appropriate times for certain uh, periods of change people are going through their life. Really? You, at least I'm enjoying the ride. Exactly. It's been a long, strange trip. And, you know. Going down the road feeling bad. It's a thing. It's it's a It's a family. It's a way of life. I am not as connected to it in the same way as Aaron is. I've been to shows. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. I've gotten that, holy shit, they're talking to me through the music. Aaron's talking to me through it. Like, you feel the synergy of it. But unlike him, how he started, he was kind of like a a loner kid, you know? Like, he'd come from, like, parents that were um, separated and like the youngest kid, right? So he had like this need for a home feeling. Yeah. So when he found people that are actually in celebrating and like loving each other and loving this music and it was like, oh my God, this overwhelming feeling of love and being home. I know that feeling. Yeah. And I've got that with family, like my legitimate blood family, but going there, going there um, with him, I was able to see, oh, shit, for a lot of people, that could definitely be. It, it, it seems like the music that they make is very wise. So I, the impression I get. And it's yeah. like a people that they're not singing these songs and you're not getting a, a person who's omitting a group. So they're fully aware of the religion, religion and all the gifts that it has. However, um, I'm getting the feeling of they also say there's things to be enjoyed. You know what I mean? That we want to do. And there's no dogma. There's There's no dogma behind it. There ain't no no fucking rules to be a deadhead. No, that's what I'm saying. It seems like they they encompass all that. So you can, it's not them leaving something out. No, it's very inclusionary. Yeah. But everything is there. Yes. You know, take it how you want to. The good, bad, the evil, the ugly, whatever. It's It's all there. It's all there. Mm -hmm. And a certain song may mean something very different to you at one point of your life versus another. Mm. You know, like that... That's what I was going to say a minute ago. Yeah, one song can be the theme of the most happiest time of your life. And then you hear it when you're going through something and it just makes things click. And you're like, holy shit. And it's not that you don't identify with the previous way. It's just like, holy cow, this continues to be this onion of death. It's amazing because it's the information that's the same. The song hasn't changed. But guess what? Your powerful filter, which is your mood, has changed. Mm -hmm. And then now your mood taking on this exact same song at this very different time. It's just your mood has changed. And then it just gets filtered in. Totally different way. Totally. You know, same information. Yeah, and there's yeah. something to to this thing, this music, that, and like I said, it's not just the Grateful Dead. There is a certain flavor at a Grateful Dead concert that happens nowhere else. But bands like Fish and Widespread Panic and other bands, the same thing is happening there. And 
you really and now too with the rave scene or like, yeah no i'm not, I'm not leaving out edm yeah. like yeah fuck I mean, yeah that's the whole, a whole thing too but there's a a home for these people like mel said that I never felt like I fit. I told you that earlier about Vegas when I was living in Vegas. I didn't feel like I fit there. And I never had people that understood me. I always worked differently. My mind was different. I just was different. Yeah. And when I found the dead and that that group of people, it was an entire fucking group of people just like me that were all different, but had that tweak that I had. And there's when you feel like that, that alone feeling and you're in the world, it's fucking lonely Yeah, and it's sad yeah. and it's hard and you feel yeah. broken. And then this community comes into your life and these people come into your life and it, it takes the place of that sad shit. And then there's this music behind it. That's celebrating the fact that we all found each other. And the other flip side of it too, is after doing psychedelics for a really long time, my mind was fucked up. Like I had altered myself to the point where I wasn't right anymore. And I didn't know how to work with it. And through the music and the lyrics and being on tour and knowing other people that were into it, the music taught me how to use myself the way I was now to my advantage instead of it being a hindrance to me. And so that's how, why I'm grateful. I hate to, you know, but, <laughs> but, but it is, that's why I'm, I'm thankful for it. Because it taught me how to work again to where, okay, I'm not broken. I'm just different. And this is how I do it. It, it somehow there, uh, there was a teachings of a journey somehow in the music, however you needed to implement it. And you were able to, to lay one, to lay a journey from wherever you needed to go. Um, yeah. Which means those, those songs were always just, uh, it's the reigniting of a battery every time one comes unexpected, especially unexpectedly on the oh radio station you're listening to, and it just happens to come on. That's always way better than you popping it in yourself and getting it going. So okay, you hear it by accident. You're out somewhere doing something. Oh, this ain't nothing. Nothing going on. Cut it on. It comes on. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. Right. Why always better? Yeah. Give us the perfect CD. You know what I mean? The gold one with all the hits. They hear it by surprise on that day, or you just so 50 50 you know what i mean (laughs) you know you're like dang i am in here i'll get in the car in the morning there's a grateful dead channel on sirius and i'll put on the grateful dead channel in the morning in the car when i'm leaving for work and i'll be like click what kind of day is it going to be tell me guys and then yeah a song comes on like all right yeah all right The thing I was going to say something too. The other thing too that I always loved about it is it is a fan. It, it is such a family vibe because you see infants with with their parents with headphones on all the way up to people in their you know eighties that have been around forever. It covers every demographic. So, so generational. From, from yeah, you know from what I mean. Zero to it's uh, you know, even without knowing our music. Well, you can instinctually know that it's just, you know, the cornerstone of American family being taught down and, you know, yeah, just entire good living, free, you know, dinners together at the same the table. And it's where it, where it stems from. Yeah. You know, just some meat and potatoes 
you know. But on the on the flip side of that, it it is meat and potatoes, but it's meat and potatoes like splattered on the wall, and you're eating it in your underwear. So they were at Woodstock. (laughs) They were at Woodstock. Yeah, yeah. Ripped it up with all the rest of the legends. They were there. They were there, but but they're set at the at at Woodstock. They had a hard time. The the stage was collapsing because of the rain when they came on. It was raining, and and they they were were getting getting electrocuted electrocuted through their instruments. But they kept playing. So there was wow. something wrong with the ground and they were getting shocked when they touched the strings on their guitars. So they were all getting electrocuted. So their set at Woodstock is not monumental. There's other shows that have been played that um, were way, way more profound. And and there's a thing, too, it, like it just sounds to me, you know, and I wasn't here for that. I don't even know if I was born. I forgot what year it was, but I was born in 68. That that was just. With psychedelics and all that went on that three days out there was just uh, something to to be missed. I mean, it just uh, it just seemed like a great time for them. It really did. I know it got to dangerous points at certain points of it with overindulgence, but a lot of it, if you were like just perfect, and I remember Santana talking about him playing, mm-hmm. and he said he was on acid and the guitar turned into a snake, and he Fuck was yeah. playing a snake as they as they went on. <laughs> the way he described it was like, oh my god. Yeah, There's this... Santa's a badass. We've started listening to him. Again, yeah, his drummer recently. is amazing. But that's the impression I just get uh, instinctually. Just from what I hear, you know, and, about the Grateful Dead. I mean, and my favorite group is the Eagles. But I'm just hearing something different coming from this group. Just you That's know, the same vibe. That, uh, the, know, the Eagles my, are my the same trip. Of kind all of. time is the Eagles. You so what, what is I mean? it about the Eagles? Oh, man, what is it not about the Eagles? I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not hating on the Eagles. I'm no. just saying, like, you know. You know, people well, break up to the Eagles. People go on road trips to the Eagles. People take their kids to college listening to the Eagles. You know, people move from state to state and you're playing the Eagles. And it's just that kind of music. It is the journey. You're in the journey. You love it. You know, it's just that kind of music. Their their music is just that great. And to say that, that's a tough statement to say. Every time I hear the Eagles, it makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. I know you're just like, it makes you smile. Yeah. And it feels comfortable. Who doesn't sing along when the Eagles song comes on, man? Yeah. No shit. They are just so good. You know, and that's a big statement with so much out there. But, you know, the Eagles, man, to the max, you know, (laughs) that is some good stuff. But the Grateful Day, you just get this different vibe of... uh, yeah, I have to explore some of their music, but I've always been all over the Eagles. Yeah. Well, you're in the right place. Yeah. Definitely well, at the right house. Trip too, like we go see Dead and Company with John Mayer. Yeah. John Mayer is playing is, guitar for the Grateful Dead now. Really? Yeah. yeah. Has been. It's been touring with them for a couple of years now. The famous it, John Mayer. The, yes. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Your well, your body, body is a wonderland, man. John Mayer. Yeah, so, yeah. so we came from this like Grateful Dead family, right? And wow. then they kind of did He's this last concert, now. and then we hear that fucking John Mayer is going to be playing guitar for them, and every Deadhead was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, John Mayer? Like oh. that doesn't fit." Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, and then we went and work. saw them. <laughs> Holy it shit! It was. A and he's it's gotten better, it's amazing, better. man. It, it's John Mayer is incredibly you talented. With him, uh, now he's become a different person. Yeah, he's, in, he's, in, he's incredibly talented. He is. We've seen him play guitar live in front of people at benefits and whatnot. He's All right, let, let's let's let Jason take his bong hit. Go, oh, go ahead oh, and take okay. your bong yeah, hit, man. Yeah, what are we what are we smoking? Um, I just threw some. Uh, I can't remember what Keith that is, but 
It's a... Oh, the uh, cream. Okay, so some cream, Keef. Um, Any yeah, flour in there? Cream. The flour, I believe, was some nine-pound nine hammer. hammer. Again, with the nine-pound nine pound hammer, hammer on, on your ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Shout out to Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How's it treating Jay? Oh man, this is, uh, lethal, lethal, <laughs> lethal. Welcome to Portland. Hell yeah! Welcome, welcome to Portland, to man. Portland, Jay. Yeah, and welcome to the Chapel Day House too. Yes, fucking I guess a. We'll see. Yeah, let's start it off right. You know. Yeah. Thanks for visiting, man. You. Every time somebody comes um, from Vegas to visit, it feels like we're. Uh, Vegas is visiting the house, you know, yeah. the representation, and it's feels good to have Vegas home. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for thanks for coming out. For yeah. for everybody out there, Jason has been part of the extended Schaefer family for many many years. Him How many years, Jay? Yeah. Whoa. Um. Come on, do math really quick. Hurry. Twelve. After the uh, whoa, I'd check say, him out. I'd say Dang, twelve. Twelve years. Yeah. 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 When we lived in Las Vegas, Melanie worked at one of the major hotel casinos there, parking cars, and her and Jason met there, um, working together, parking cars. And ever since then, he's been part of the extended family, coming over for family dinners and hanging out and seeing the kids grow up and seeing me and Mel do weird, crazy shit. And now <laughs> we're here in Portland. He came up to visit, and we're glad you're here, man. It's very cool. Absolutely, yeah. Those Thanksgivings, <coughs> those Thanksgivings were one to grow on. Yeah, those were nice. Never, ever been traditional, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Those were nice. <laughs> traditional. Well, he's my favorite guest so far because I don't know what he's cooking in the kitchen on his first night coming to visit us, but it's got crab and shrimp. <laughs> yeah, we got a little <laughs> we got a little quasi-gumbo going. I mean, it doesn't have all the things that, uh, you know, gumbo traditionally has in it, but we got the crab. It's well-seasoned. Ooh. You know, we got shrimp. You know you, you know, guys are we hungry. We got some celery. Some Hillshire sausage. I mean, you get it going good enough, you're going to end up okay in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to have a little slight gumbo going. With a jasmine and rice that I just put on. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got the challah bread in the house. Challah. It's, 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 to, be, it's to be, you know, it's, it's to be It's a savored. celebration. It's wait a minute. Challah bread and shellfish? Hell yeah. For all my Jewish brothers out there, man, I'm sorry. It doesn't go together. <laughs> and for everybody else, delicious. <laughs> so anyway, back to this conversation that we're having. So there's a thing like with in the Christian community, uh, bibliomancy. Do you bibliomancy. know? Bibliomancy. Okay. So like bibliomancy is like. You know, oh, I'm going through these things right now, so I'm going to take my Bible and I'm going to close my eyes and just open it to a page and put my finger on the Bible and a verse is going to speak to me. It's going to be the Lord speaking to me through the Bible. That's bibliomancy, right? So it's kind of the same thing with the music. You, I could do the same thing with the music. And let me, let me clarify, no, there's no fucking God speaking to me it's me speaking to me through the music it's my higher self it's the universe it's the all whatever you want to call it there's something out there or in here that uses that as a conduit and for me i don't know if it's because i chose that or it chose me or whatever but i know it's there it's like as a scientist does experiments and tests a hypothesis over and over again to make sure that something happens. When you get a positive result, 
and you test again and you get a positive result, that thing is real. Now it's yeah. quantified. It's a real thing. Yeah. And I've seen it too many times now. Yeah. Like, okay, I have to admit that this is a thing that's happening. And yeah, there's other bands that I can do that with. There's other avenues I can use to do that with. But this for me is the, my favorite shirt. It, it's, do you it's, get what I'm saying? My, it, it my comfy clothes. It, it, it's, it's, it's the chain of causation is what you're describing here. And however you look at it, it's a giant cube. And you're starting to realize that you can get frustrated and be doing the same things. But if you press one of the little cube buttons over here and poke it hard enough, one will pop out over here. Right. You know, something, something will happen. You don't think that because it's so big. I mean, it's like the Borg on Star Trek. It, totally. They're, they're, they're not to be attacked. You're not to touch it or attack it. Leave it alone. You see it? It's just too intimidating. <laughs> what are you doing going up there pressing anything? But if you get the nerve to uh, go Yeah, press I'm always fucking poking shit I shouldn't poke. You can press something and something will happen over there. And it might not be what you wanted, but something will happen. You know what I mean? And that's basically essentially what he's describing is that he's testing some kind of learned boundary within himself that has a reward system that he's paying attention to. Totally. Yeah, that's <laughs> what really we're driving at to bring it home. Yeah. He's got a reward system that he's paying attention to. And he said, if I could do this big enough, then reward systems shall equally be as big enough. Therein lies the end to really that whole sector of the puzzle. And no shit. And so, with the podcast, and so with the it's podcast is. is the yeah. same thing, man. So if I can sit here with you and have a conversation like we're having right now, and there's other people out there that can hear us and have some kind of connection with it. Now we're speaking to them through this microphone, through some wires that go into a computer. It, and, it's, and, it's, and, and, and so we're pushing that button on a larger it's scale. It's what we're doing. And it's amazing because once again, the data really doesn't change that much. We could be just enjoying the setting, the physiological sighting and how it's making me feel a certain way. But basically the topics are pretty much cut and dry. What changes our moods as we move, go, go as we move forward. It's your perception. Then, it's your perception, and it's also then it's your mood because you end up looping back to that same mood again. There's only so many, or there's not that many. You know, there could be like six to nine of them total <laughs> moods. You know, if you're married, it seems like there's only two. You know what I mean? But a total, there could be like six to nine various moods in the way we might dissect whatever we're talking about tonight gets dissected through this particular unique. Mood, mood, you know what I'm saying? It's like a wine, you know what I mean? In a series of grapes that grew so perfectly in that pasture, at that sun and shade, in that state. You know what I mean? It's, it's our unique. You're, there's only some moods to loop back around, but the conversation seems to be interesting again. Yeah. Relationships. Are there little gray men? What do they have at Area 51? <laughs> What's going on? You know Whoa. what I mean? We just you took know, a wide loop. Yeah. Coming all the way back around to yeah. those same things. You know, yeah. there's a lot you can avoid if you don't want to go there. And you still have a lot over here to talk about. I think point blank what it is that. is people like to feel connected. Absolutely. And when you can speak candidly and other people hear that, you know, like talking about your friend coming to visit you and being on the podcast and talking about, you know, psychedelics and music and life. That's important to most people. Yeah. Self-exploration, family, career. In Ooh. our circle, it's important to most people. I don't think it's important to everybody. Um, I mean, those are very broad topics. 
they may not have the same answers, but definitely people are intrigued by music. They are always wanting to have a satisfactory career. Um, they have people that they love or call family. So those are all really yeah, important yeah, you're right. things, you know. So it's just, um, I think what's beautiful is the what I never expected. I was just encouraging Aaron to start doing something that he'd been talking about. But the beautiful part is the people writing in and, and saying, we feel like we're on the porch with you. That's saying something, you know, that's carrying a, a feeling across uh, like Aaron said, these wires plugged into the screen. Oh, it's it's, inc- it's incredibly powerful. Um, it is. It's incredibly powerful. It's it's it's. You never know who's listening. Is what we're driving at, and you never know where that person could be in their lives. You know what I mean? Uh, we know what's going on with epidemics of whatnot and how weak somebody could be. But you know what? It takes still a layer of a certain amount of energy to pick up a phone call and call a hotline. Yeah, that's still yes, a layer. Does. But if there was a free layer to where all of a sudden you, you know, you had your computer and you just, oh, this podcast, guess what? That worked out pretty good last time, you know, that I was feeling this way and I played it, you know, as opposed to actually picking up an official service. That's like the admission of, oh, it's really it's gotten so bad or really I can't handle it. I'm literally calling in asking for help. Right. But information that's there basically voluntarily and all you're doing is asking, you know, accessing you have access to it without asking anything. Yes. You know, asking anything, asking anything. There's a lot in that. Asking yeah. anybody for anything. There's a lot in and that. And to reach out to somebody to that, do that, that. that on the flip side, so that even when nothing's wrong, when everything's right, to reach out and say, hey, this really touched me. I appreciate what you're doing. And that's, that, all, that's the connection. That's what we're looking for. That this is. It's, it's, it's there. It's, uh, it's the call and response. There were people on the radio yeah. like, I don't know if I can mention her on the show, Delilah. Remember Delilah? Yeah. Oh, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. You know, oh, my that's God. something else. You people know, that was something their lives else. Out yeah. On air. Just something there. So there's a couple of people um, that I need to mention. Um, Tiffany Poucher has pledged for us on Patreon. Tiff, thank you so much for being part of the No Simple Road family and giving of yourself and that's fucking rad man and we appreciate it and we love you and um, we got a really beautiful letter from one of our listeners who uh, just really poured her heart out to us and told us about herself and it was really cool to hear her story and hear how um, I don't know how, how the show has helped her. Carrie, you're out there and we appreciate you and you know who you are, who I'm talking to right now. You're out there in Colorado on your hillside with your goats and your kids and your your letter made me tear up and cry a couple times. It actually times. made all of us tear up because that, if it were like an essay, it would have been like five pages long and I enjoyed every word of the essay. Like you put so much into it and it, it really sounded like you listened and got to know us and and we're right there with you right now we're right there with you too as you were describing your hillside with your goats and the kids like it just me and Aaron looked at each other and was like that's where we're headed you know so I just want to thank you because I didn't expect to feel anything from a podcast a podcast (laughs) that my husband was doing but here I am reaping the benefits of 
like the beauty of your words. So thank you so much. And then, and then one other person, um, Lorenzo, uh, is a friend of mine that I met while I was in graphic design school in Las Vegas at the art Institute. And, um, Lorenzo was kind of shy when I met him and he was just an amazing artist. And I used to watch this kid draw in class and he would just delete these amazing fucking digital paintings, man. And, um, I said to him, I was like, man, that's really awesome that you can do that. And and I remember the look on his face. He looked so shocked, like what you're, you're watching what I'm doing, you know, really you think so. And then over time, over the next couple of years, he just blew up. This kid just went through the roof. And anytime we post anything new about the show, he's always the first one to like it. He's always the first one to, to throw in a comment. And he just graduated school. And I want to say congratulations oh, to congratulations, that, Lorenzo. Lorenzo. And you and your sister, man. You Shout guys are out. awesome. And he was our first, first Patreon's uh, pledge. And uh, Lorenzo, man, that means a lot. And especially that it was you... Thanks, Darwin. Especially that it was you and uh, just the feelings mutual, man. And thank you for giving to the show and helping us out. And like I said before, if you want to check out our Patreon, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash no simple road, all one word. And that's where you can support the show. Um, you know, we're doing this thing because we love it and we're not trying to get rich by being here and doing this. But, uh, you know, it does take time and it does take effort and it does take money. You know, I got to pay for hosting and all these other silly ass things. And, you know, we want to get a camera so we can have a YouTube feed and all that stuff. So if you guys could help us out and we'll make this thing bigger and better and cooler and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, those people, thank you so much for for reaching out and letting us know that this thing is, is doing something for you. And like Mel said, I, you know, that's where we're headed. You know. Yep. Anyway, back back to the music thing. I I was thinking about this when we were talking earlier. So I've been in that whole Christian world, and I remember when they would do like the the altar call. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If Jesus spoke to you tonight, yeah, 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 come on yeah. up here and get on your yes. knee or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when I got into the Christian thing, like that was. I was on the heels of being a heroin addict, homeless on the street. I needed some ground under me at the time. He needed salvation. That From that. Yes. And uh, I remember being in there and feeling like this is like, like Grateful Dead show light. The feeling of it. Mm-hmm. Like it was this counterfeit version for me. Whatever anybody's into, man, it's cool. If that's your thing, right on. But for me, it felt like this, like, like if the Grateful Dead are HD, this was like black and white. You know what I mean? And I never really put that together together in my head before that. But now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, that's what people are getting is that that message that comes to them. And it's personal and it's different based on where you're at. And I just wonder, like. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever had something like reach out of the universe and and touch you like that and draw it's, you along, change I, things? I mean, even as far as going to church and whatnot, and it, I'm a born again Christian and everything too. You 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 leap to a knowledge level to where you're not really going back to 
assemble on Sundays and stuff like that, even though you're taught to do that, that reaches kind of a boredom with people that like to be inclusionary in their lives. In other words, they like, you know what I mean, to enjoy other things, do other things outside of the rituals. So just take what you learned at church, which you still know, and the Bible's still right there, right. and just apply it to your daily walk. You know what I mean? Just by example is, is the biggest part of it. Ritualistically doing, you know, every Sunday and stuff. I haven't done that in 20, 25 years. But just take what you know, what you I just, learn. I just felt and, like... And just, it, it, it's, it's like the Borg. Yeah. Just incorporated into you. Resistance is futile. If you learn what you learned about that, you know what I mean? You can still be objective to whatever someone else's belief system might be. I, I am not... Being I'm, objective, it's so hard for people. It's, it's just, it, to be able to do it well, you have to have a high intellect. You just, it seems like it. Or you have to be able to feel people really well because you just want to be able to hop in and wear their shoes for a little while. Totally. And present both sides of the argument without losing temperament. Look at To do it comfortably. If it can't be done, it makes itself, whatever the issue is, it makes itself plain very quickly. But if you can, you could have some really dialed in and interesting conversations. Totally. And, and, and you have empathy, which there's a lot of that. Yeah. And, and the thing, the thing too, people. for me, this is, and again, I'm talking about myself. I don't know about anybody else's mind. I know my experiences. For me... That thing of Christianity became too small for me. It didn't fit anymore. And it seemed to me like it was this uh, system of control that I didn't want to be a part of. I don't, I didn't, there's a lot of good there. There's a lot of things that made sense, but there's a lot of things that didn't. And I couldn't ignore those things that didn't anymore and say that everything else was wrong and this was right. I couldn't do that anymore. And I, I now see for me that that divine, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is everywhere in everything. And it's it's like money. Money is not bad at its core. There's a piece of paper with some pictures on it. It's a, it's a, a tool. And it's when people touch shit that it gets fucked up. And it goes through our filters and our bias and our ego and our bullshit. And it comes out all messed up. There's this thing trying to express itself everywhere. It's trying to express itself in nature. It's trying to express itself through us right now. It's trying to express itself through art and music and writing and all these things. And to pigeonhole it in, if you're not this, then you're wrong, to me, smells something smells funny. And your conversation just leaped. It leaped from the information of you knowing for sure that you've made an incorporated decision, mm -hmm. which means, just like the music I was describing as the Grateful Dead, they seem as being wise, right. is what I'm hearing. You're hearing it's not, it's it, everything's in there. The religion, everything's incorporated. So we know of that. We've experienced that. And some of us have been born again or whatever, and, and probably not, but we're also experiencing other things. Right. And some of these experiences um are some conversations worthy of having is what they're trying to say here. Yeah. Uh, these experiences that they're talking about uh, and within that incorporated decision. It is not someone just totally, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. And no, then as you man. went on your conversation, you leap towards the second half, which is people who have made a decision, but now them implementing some kind of feelings on those who have made different decisions. Right. That's what you were saying. Part B of that. Totally. You know, I had to ride the wave to follow you. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was on it. Okay. You know what 
I was rocking and rolling. You gotta stay dialed in. It's complete concentration, but it's a concentration you enjoy. Mm-hmm. You're, you're looking down, I mean, and those waves are flying by you so fast. It's a play class day, and you're loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. You're hypnotized. Totally. That's what it was as I just followed it. It was like, okay, uh-uh, uh-uh. You, uh, it's, 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 <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you are just knee-deep in it. Yeah. And then you're just there. Then, I don't and, know any other way to be, man. That, I don't know any other way to be, or the, back, otherwise I'm and quiet. Then, <laughs> and then I just wanted to, and then I needed to regurgitate exactly what I thought I heard I said. Totally. As I followed him, <laughs> A and B, on what I perceived or what I said, and it was that. It was how he felt about the issue, and then it was how he feels about incoming fire that comes in and attacks from how other people push their belief system totally they have and it's just have your information have your data and then you know live and let be you know it's if someone asks you about it sure provide answers but not to be where you know that's the the, the, where he switched over and yeah both were both were worthy worthy points you know yeah i i I don't incorporated decision there's a lot to be said for that i think i think we'd be a lot happier if everybody had that attitude jay you know, as, um, as a as a, a country and a place like, yeah, man, everybody can do their thing. And you, there's, you room. know, it becomes uh, so valuable to say that and to honor someone's system there about how they're aware of thinking, because you really only go around once. And there's a lot to be said for that. OK, whatever you want to do with it or whatever people are doing with it, you really only go around once. So whatever decisions they make, I mean, who are you? Who am I? Who is who is anybody? you know, you know, entitled to hop in, you know, someone's, you know, listening and you guys are talking there, I see for opinion, that's something different, but to weigh in with any kind of authoritarian tone and about what someone should be doing or what you don't How the like, fuck do I know what you should it, be doing, it, man? It, it's so I don't even know what I should be doing. How it's do so I know complex. what you do? Yeah. Everything involving how, you know, guys react to, with women, without women, their responses, what they're doing with their free time. You never know what that person wants to do with their chapters or moods. Which are basically the same thing. And as long you as you know ain't hurting each nobody. Mood is a change, chapter is a mood. You know what I mean? It's just the same thing. You know, built together, you get a fraction or uh, some scenes of a person's life. That's it. You know, it's. And at our core, man, at, at the bottom of who we are, we all kind of want the same things, I would think. We want to fucking have yeah. a warm place to go to bed. We want to eat good food. And we want to see our families healthy and happy. And that's it. Yeah, you know, and then there gets all this other shit wrapped up in it. It, it just makes the human part of it that much more interesting. It is the mood to just how that other person or creature chooses to express the exact same thing you already know and just expressed. You I know? Flash okay, forward. I'd rather hear it again. Uh oh, I want to flash forward. I want to talk about how you feel and your experiences with psychedelics because that's part of the podcast too. Yeah. So with all that that's been said, what's your experiences, curiosities, uh, ideas? What's what's up with that? Yeah, Jay, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> I don't shut up. We want to hear from you. Yeah, man. I mean, if you have questions, you can ask. But <laughs> it's 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 curiosities because you are. Uh, uh, can my code name be Van Zant? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Hell yeah, Van Zandt. We'll go back and we'll... It's um, it, it's you Hang have on. curiosities about things. For example, uh, you know mushrooms. You know what I mean. And and if you're an artist, you know such as I am, you wonder what that's really going to be like. 
I mean, you could be really missing out on an enjoyable experience. Yet still, when you're young, it was plenty to just do marijuana. You got past that hurdle. You love it. And it's usually always great. But, you know, you wonder, I mean, uh, uh, from hearing about, uh, you know, uh, picture frames melting where an actual owl that's on a frame turns into a real owl right in front of you. How could you not be curious about what that could be like if it's as vivid as described and the people who say they've had a good one, you know, uh, thoughts of us somehow having the keys to some museum somewhere and all of a sudden we're in there with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and somebody's got the mushrooms and all of a sudden there's a vent you know so we ever lock the door it's a saturday they're closed you know what i mean Fuck yeah. jay's already a deadhead don't even know it they're i closed. fucking love it okay somebody has a key you know aaron's uncle is the janitor there he's got the key you know, we pop in. Somebody's There's got your places that are unlocked. There's nothing but paintings around there and books. How could you not be curious about what not could not how good that could be? And then clothes. you see that the exhibit is all shit that you painted and you don't remember painting it. And there's little stories underneath that are teaching you all about yeah, yourself I and mean, what happened. Like, oh shit, I remember that. Unbelievable. I'm looking that at is, myself right here. That is so Harry Potter. And if, if you were going there to combine <laughs> that now with what virtual reality that's coming out, I mean, if you actually if you threw that in the mix. I mean, the, the VR when it comes out, you got to get that flight simulator. Have you heard about the flight simulator? Dude. I, I, as far as dumb purchases go, and I make them all the time. Okay? <laughs> I am the purchaser. Okay. Okay. You get that flight simulator, which it has you hovering above ground, you know, somewhere right around there. You know, three and a half. And you're you're going up and down according to the simulator that you've flown. You are immersed in VR. Your hands are out and suspended. You're suspended. Your torso suspended on the, you know, the device, which is moving worth of thousands of dollars worth of comfort in flight simulations. Uh. It's just whatever the smoothness of it. And it's following the CAD uh, selection that you picked out, let's say, you know, over the Pyrenees Alps, you know, and you are out wow. there. And I hear you are really feeling as if that. you're a flight. <laughs> so check this out. Because it. it's so much of a mental yeah. experience. Right. You know what I mean? So that, you know. The motion is is what it is. So there's this there's this other podcast that we listen to, this guy Duncan, and he's really into VR. Like VR is his thing. And he's into psychedelics, and psychedelics are his thing, right? And you know what a float tank is, right? The um we talked about sensory that, deprivation float tank. Yes, yes. So he was like he was uh-huh. like, Well fuck, I get really high when I float, and I get really high with VR, and I get really high with psychedelics. If I put the three together, what's gonna happen? So he set up like this whole thing where he was going to do a podcast and and float and take psychedelics and do VR in the float tank. Mm -hmm. So you're weightless going over the Pyrenees Mm. in the flight simulator on mushrooms. Yes. And he said he got in there with all the shit and set it up and the mushrooms told him, what the fuck are you doing, man? I'm good enough by myself. Get out of here. Oh, okay. So he, so he, got, he got that entertained. Don't need you. Yeah, he was, he was he like, was he was fine. like, what am I doing? All this shit, man. Too many pieces I, I'm already added. there. Yeah. yeah, I'm already flying over the fucking Pyrenees. Yeah, too many pieces added. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. But again, that's yeah. just one dude's experience. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it'll be fucking awesome. I, I think even just purely in there, off of a nice joint and on the simulator, this simulator looks like it is the real McCoy. I am talking Arnold Schwarzenegger Total Recall. Wow. Okay? Yeah, this looks like the business. This looks like for those who have hobbies and I'm not really ready to wear the sky jacket and hop off the real mountains. The next best thing. Okay. Very. It's cool. a lot of money. 
I mean, by that time you're in an apartment, it's time you better have adequate surveillance. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay by that time, because oh, yeah. it's getting between that and all your comic book sculptures, there's just a lot going on. In the room, the guy's got a simulator. His living room is a comic book store. Oh, shit. Okay, so, I mean, that's the new age. It is. I mean, if that's your new grandpa, you know. <laughs> come on over here. You come in, you walk in the living room, it's a comic book store. Grandpa's house is right. You know, you hit the room, I'm in there in an all black suit with some neon lining looking much like the guy in Tron and on some flight simulator. You know what I mean? And there's some, oh, you know, music in the background. It sounds like elevator music 2063, you know. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Okay. And yeah. what? That is your grandpa. Well, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Unreal. That is the world we live in, for That's sure. That's the world we live in. <laughs> Wow. Speaking of Blade Runner, I hope we're excited about, of Blade the, Runner. Uh, about the new movie oh, coming out. Uh, are we are we excited? Uh, going up against young Harrison Ford, or we, do we wish it was never tampered I, with? Th- I'm feeling more like that. Okay. I'm feeling I like mean, you should just leave well enough alone. This is a cult, and this is you know this yeah. is now cult radio. Yeah, you know what I mean. Are you you we, shouldn't you shouldn't mess with perfection. It, it was perfection. Yeah, yeah. That's, people said that about the dead. Come on. Yeah. True. True, but it's different. (laughs) But that's different. It's the same, but different. This is going to be. It's going to be hard to match up. We have young Harrison Ford. We have record horror. I mean, uh, unbelievable. The 1982 version was. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. The new one. It looks amazing, but they make everything look amazing with CGI now. And you know what they don't say a lot? The it, it, it is amazing, but you never really say, you know, it really was as good as Star Wars. No one really no. says that a lot. No, no. They don't say that a lot. But I, I kind of believe that it, for that time, it was unbelievable. Um, yeah, it. those movies are just like pillars, icons that... So the new one they're going for, the, the new one's three hours long. Three what? Hours, yes, it's three hours long. Ryan Gosling. Who I like as an actor. Yeah. I just saw him Saturday night. I just saw him in Drive and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. He's 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 a good actor. So wait, wait. I'm I'm rewinding the conversation in my head right here. And I don't know if you've ever taken psychedelics. No. Uh, once again, where do? We, oh wow, where do we leave off at? Yeah, that was a complex. I, I became a grandpa I in went VR. In a somewhere. Number of different areas after that, didn't no, I? Yeah, but I just was thinking back, and I'm like, wait, did did I? I don't know the answer still. So let me think. Well, well you I said no. Way into that, I did. I said, oh right, and I was painting a picture of a desire to want to have the perfect perfect mushroom experience, and we left off there. The perfect Acid. mushroom experience is your mushroom experience. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that was the, 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 the dream of what I've heard of and what I would possibly like to happen sometimes in the near future. Um, I may know a the guy. The one is, is, of course, acid, but it's scarier because you've heard realms of having effects that you could be changed permanently, and that is incredibly scarier. We're all Bad fine, trip. man. And you know, Jada, uh, we've all been lied to about that shit. That yeah, was covered on a show. That is fucking <laughs> so, bad trip. That is social, <laughs> that's social programming. So, I ain't going to lie. A bad trip can happen, so, uh, the, but fuck the it. The fear level of uh, mushrooms is less than the one of acid. 
Uh, it's just less and by a margin. From what? What's the fear? Huh? What? Yeah, where does that come from? What's the fear? The thought. Well, the acid. Yeah. Just like, any uh, of it. Uh, uh, folklore. Right. So, folklore. so that's other people. But you're intelligent enough to know that other people exist, but, but it still got to you. But the book you heard about still, it. Yeah, it still, it still got to you. And then at what point you decide to be like, okay, I have enough real people here uh, who are also wise and know what was folklore and what was it that you might introduce yourself to that leap so after you found that comfort. With with psychedelics, what I know to be true is where you are and who you're with has a huge impact on your trip and also your mindset. So if you're going into the into the trip nervous about having a bad trip, you're going to have a bad time. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. If you don't do pizza and fries... You're, You're gonna, gonna have, have a bad, bad time, time. <laughs> but it's a uh, if you just go into it, it without expectation and allow it to happen however it wants to happen, or at least positive. And even the no. bad trips that I've had afterward, I'm like, wow, that was that I learned a lot about myself. A trip is a tool, Jay. Remember, we were talking about the yeah. journey. The journey is usually. The one that's not talked about, it's like, ooh, when I got there, you saw the castle and, you know, the garden was awesome. Or when I left, I had all my my cool outfit on and I did that. But along the way, you don't really report anything. But that's where you learn everything. We summed it up earlier today. We could have rolled cards about this. We said the journey is highly underestimated. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. And if I can enhance my journey, I'm all for it. Just highly underestimated. Um, it's just sometimes, even though that's true, it's hard to keep it in the forefront of your subconscious all the time. It drifts back. You get comfortable. All of a sudden, you're ready to start bitching about something. It's just the way it is, and you know. But that's one of the times that you would take the medicine. That's yeah. what I would say. You know, so uh, I like to I like to do it at least quarterly. For me, because I feel like there's this clarity that happens after a trip and I find this center in myself. And then over time, it gets kind of fuzzy. And then if I if I take the medicine again, now it kind of takes fucking clears that whiteboard of all the notes that I've taken. You know, it, it, it sounds like the truth incarnate is what it is it's, it sounds like it just strips you right down to the truth yeah it sounds like they're just games what are games you know it was what it sounds like is which seems like why it, why it could be appreciated it sounds just like getting to getting to the truth it really does yeah it really does and it, um, it you have to be ready to face that part of yourself that is there to meet you when you get there because exactly i mean i don't think of you would ever want anybody angry running in here one uh you know, do shrooms. You know what I mean? No, and, you man. You know what I mean? Someone I wouldn't coming even... in here, they just got in the worst argument ever with their spouse and they come in here and they want to do shrooms. I mean, that just seems so, uh, just just not the way to go. Once again, we've been talking a lot about mood today. Yeah. The word mood is getting play. Well, you Okay, are. if I haven't made that clear. <laughs> mood, and it's very powerful as we discuss this experience in my mind's, you know, not even I yet because I haven't done it, but in my mind's eye, you know, mood is the factor. Mood is getting play. Mm. And yes, your mood going into the perfect four mushroom trip and your surroundings and then the other people that you're with and their mood seems like all of it. Set, setting about. an attitude that seems like, huge. Yeah, that seems like all the math, you know what I mean, of it pretty much, you know. Um, and, and having experienced 
individuals around is so is invaluable because it's chaotic and crazy and weird and anything can happen and you need to have people that have been there that oh shit this is where you can turn left or right which way does he go that's why i will feel comfortable with just a little tinge dose of two mushrooms to get my feet wet now a lot of experts might say no you need to go really a full four no man you do what you want don't do anything at all but i would just something like that would just be you want to introduce what you're going to be and I wouldn't say there's any experts. There's, oh, okay. there's people that think lot, they're experts. Yeah, there's a lot of people with a lot under their belts. But I don't. If you claim to be an expert yeah. of psychedelics, you're just yeah. Silly. Then you miss the bus. Yeah, you're, you're silly. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh. There, yeah, there's experienced. Is people. there others that come up for discussion uh, other than yeah, you know, the shrooms or yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean like uh, I said, we uh. This is just I've heard us. the term barbiturates. I mean, I don't know exactly what it means. It sounds like in the 60s and the red pill or the yellow pill, but I'm not sure whether there were hallucinogenics there or no. what's going on no. there. I, I don't know. I'm not a pill but guy. But I don't really know the other hallucinogenics other than the ones we just to, we just spoke of. So there's there's uh, a there's a ton wait, of... Wait, LSD. Well, that's the same thing as acid. Yeah. yeah. LSD, there's... The same I mean, thing. there's so many now, especially with the internet. There's this wave they call it the third wave of psychedelics that's happened where all these plant medicines are coming out of the jungles to western society um and people are experiencing things with these medicines that were not really known 30 years ago wow you you know what i mean like these things are not new they've been around for time immemorial but they're just reaching the west um but the things that people are doing now like at least in the circles that we run in are Mushrooms, LSD, MDMA, and DMT. Which hmm. um, MDMA? Molly. Ecstasy. Oh, Molly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really what, you know. Yeah, EDC. People are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, EDC to the max. Which that is, that that to me is like the whole jam band Grateful Dead thing exploded out into the world. And now they're taking these primal beats and creating this community around this tribal rhythm. And, yeah, you know, and yeah. making this for that the, that thing happen for these society, kids too, you know, man. These yeah. kids. That's their flavor. It is. That's their thing. Can you believe it? That's and I dig their, it. I think it's fun, yeah, man. That's yeah, that's their grateful. It's their. I just thing. get tired quick. Yeah. Oh man, it gets hot out there. It's a workout. They bumped it up one month. They bumped it up to May now instead of June. Oh, that's yes. Good. Because yeah, they, those kids are going to fucking die out there. You have a fatality once a year. At least one fatality a year. You know, it's just too much. Who's, whose idea was it to put too much? Let's put a bunch of, yeah, let's put a bunch of people yeah. on on ecstasy and shit I mean, on, on a parking saying, lot no, in Vegas. A, I don't want to badmouth the operation. I am on podcast, but let's just say <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go there. It's not but, safe. Yeah, it's just, you So know, good, they moved it back. They moved it back to May. Sweet. Uh, yeah, good choice. Leave it at Way that. to go. Yeah, so, well, I mean, you're here in Portland. And you're with us, and you know, whatever you want to do is up to you, brother. And I know that when you're ready for stuff, it has a way of materializing into the material plane, as they say. It's just once again, as far as what I could be experiencing, if you remember what it was like, of course. Some people can, and sometimes maybe they, I have the privilege of harkening back into crystallized memories by doing that. But if you remember exactly what it was like, it was 
you have that little curiosity. I wonder what that could be like. It seems like you're actually living really in Harry Potter. And that's what you think about when you think about the perfect mushroom experience. And that's the enticement behind it. Wanting to do it. Wanting to do it. And not really wanting to let it go. Not like surfing with the tiger sharks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could be a big problem. But you want to. <laughs> you're, not sure if, you're not sure if you want to leave this out. The sharks are cool, man. Yeah. Don't worry. It's all propaganda. It's all propaganda. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's a. Uh, you know that you just you but you want to know what it's like. So the curiosity, you know, want to experience that. You know, you're not sure if you want to actually do without it. So there you have it. And yeah. I, I we've been talking a lot about religion and psychedelics, and and it makes me think. Mel and I were talking. It in the podcast world, like there's this third wave movement happening, and all these podcasts about psychedelics, and people like us are coming out of the closet and just saying whatever the fuck they want and well there's a huge social stigma that yeah you must get over if you're going to be honest with the fullness of who you are it's like you always have to hide a part of yourself like oh i i don't know anything you're talking about i've never what, i read about that in time magazine what are those like no um actually <coughs> yeah i done that yeah it was amazing yeah um you know we've had lots of experiences and yeah some of them are super personal and those don't need to reach anybody else's ears other than those people that were involved but then there's other parts of yourself that you hide for no reason that you really should be sharing because kind of like what we've been how we started out the show with um these people that are reaching out in different parts of the country different parts of the world um saying that just whatever we said or you know whatever we talked about was something that they relate to and when it comes to stigmatisms, you know, whether it's whether you smoke pot or whether or not you like to do shrooms in, in the holidays every year, probably be great times. <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah, it would. That probably would be my Christmas. You yeah. know what I mean? I probably would do that as the way I would well, dial, that, that, way I would that, dial it in. What was that, that movie you with know? Um, Seth Rogen? Oh, oh. And, um, oh, The Night Before. The Night Before. Yeah, the Night Before. Mm. <laughs> Or whether it's not you do acid or whatever you choose to do, it's your 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 feelings of guilt or whoever those that feel guilt behind it are directly attached to the stigmatism of the people that have the laws. It, it, it just reverberates. The bigger their stigmatism is, oh, that's a heroin. That's really bad. You know, that's the it's your feelings of guilt are literally connected to how bad it's viewed and the other people's eyes around you. And that's just fear. That's amazing. When you strip that away, you know, what another group of people might be thinking. And then if you were, if that was the case, you probably, if you trade the word drug and use medicine in it, it changes your entire Condentations of what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If everything. I said, Jason, here, take this medicine, you won't question it. But if I say here, man, take this Do you drug, have some drugs. You're like, Wait a minute. What's that going to do to me? Well, you know, and, when, you, when you're talking about plant medicines um, or even ones that aren't plant medicines, like, you know, things that are made in chemical labs now, like like ecstasy or something, those things can alter you and change your life in ways, yeah, maybe not always positive, but it gives you a certain kind of awakening that you really do need to know at some point. Well, I, and let me add on to that and say 
not everybody should do psychedelics. I don't, I don't, I'm not like, it's going to save the world. Donald Trump needs to do DMT and smoke a joint, which maybe he does, but I don't think it's for everybody. I think it's for people that, that hear a, a certain call that are, you know, you people that feel like they should do it, should do it. And those that don't, don't let us do it. And we'll tell you about it. Yeah. And, and we'll yeah, all be good. Everybody needs to climb the top to Mount Everest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some people like they take pictures and they write about it. And that's good enough for somebody sitting in their cozy couch with a blanket reading it. Like that's totally fine. But you know, that person who climbed Mount Everest, he smelled the air at that elevation and he saw the eagles and he was with the Sherpa. And he also passed and the dead bodies. Yeah, he passed the dead bodies and he's had he had that journey, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that because you can read that same story and you can feel like you were on the journey with him based on the detail the author gives you. So I think just psychedelics are just another part of life that can make it beautiful. Period. There's a there's a oh, guy you said it you totally said it earlier. There's a lot in what you said that could have been that you could, you know, Plato all over the place. But when you mentioned yeah, when you mentioned relationship between drugs and medicine, that opened up an entire galaxy right there. You know what I mean? You know, then it gets into okay. Who's making me feel that way? Totally. You've been programmed by the, the war on time, drugs, man. You know, when you feel that way by the doctor, no matter what yeah. it was, everything's fine. You know what I mean? What you did, actually, when you choose to drop shrooms when you like, or you choose to do the perfect two pieces of acid on a given occasion, you know what I mean? You just promote yourself to PhD is what you do. And you was like, no, I'm prescribing myself this there you to go. get these effects. It, it's the same thing. It's the condensations. The doctor does it, and it's it's my if it's propofol, you know what I mean. One <laughs> tender and, and drop the for Michael Jackson, then you know it's it's all. I see. I'm all over the radio. I don't want to get in trouble here. You know what I mean. But it just does make it juicier. We might have to bleep that out. Fuck it, man. You know, bleep that out. And, <laughs> And my name is Van Zant, and we can continue on. You know, <laughs> my name's Van Zant, and we can continue on. Sweet, but um, I, I just gotta say, I noticed it's funny. Jason now has mentioned not having ever taken acid, but every time you mention taking it, he says two hits. Oh, you <laughs> ain't gonna take one. Yeah, you're gonna do it. Do it, man. Very detailed. Like, and take two. They're small. That just take two. That's just yeah, good experience. Tight. Yeah, it just does. You know. But yeah, it's yeah. My my mind's eye is very vivid. You know about what he wants to happen and how he wants it to happen. And that's just the way you get with what you learn. You know, I feel like if I can, you know what I mean. I feel like if I can help my friend to understand, like, well, you don't even got to do it, but like I said, just changing those two words, it opens up an entire thing, an entire line of questioning, for you to ask, where did my ideas really come from? We have all these thoughts in our do heads. Do I still think those? Yeah, we have all these thoughts in our heads, and we just let them happen, thinking that they're ours. And when you stop and you pull back and look at them and honestly ask yourself, where did that fucking thought come from that this is a drug and not a medicine? You really got to stop and wonder, like, that was put in there by propaganda you saw. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. No, that's a fucking egg and that's a frying pan. And I know my mind better than any of you motherfuckers. So if I got an issue, I'm going to take care of it on my own. There's a guy, his name is Terrence McKenna. And he's 
a luminary in the psychedelic community. And Terrence is kind of the guy back in the 70s that brought mushrooms out of the Amazon and out of Mexico to mainstream. And then did a lot of lectures based on his journeys and whatnot. And before he passed away, he said, somebody dying having never done psychedelics to me is somebody dying like somebody that never had sex. Wow. I, I, I do believe we are we are we are messing with temperatures that do get into as far as experience rating do get close to or equaling sex. I, I do believe we are talking about that. It's here. that fundamental to your humanity. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's you're talking about what I like to describe as what a person through circumstances and experiences reach a level of action and wisdom to where it's like. On one side, you're standing there and there's this vault door and then you're turning it to open up this vault door. And what you've learned and got through that experience, the good, bad, indifferent and painful, you open it up, you go inside, you know. And then but once you close the vault door behind you, which gets you illuminated and start working on the next vault door, you cannot go back through the door you ever just. Nor would you want to. Nor would you want to. Is that's the way it is. And it sounds like. It's sometimes in these experiences, you could actually be either turning the crank of the safe or actually unlocking some of these doors. And that kind of may help either guide you in your experience or may possibly soon afterwards. Just your trajectory and thinking yep. is what it looks like it gets into. And this is all by just uh, curiosity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is I'm able to divulge in a conversation of hypothesis in best guess as close as I can is what we're coming up with right now. Right. Yeah. So... Go ahead, Apple. I just gonna say everything Jason's saying. You've got a pretty good understanding of grab. I mean, you're, you're definitely a person that would enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. So with that, be beneficial. With that, you we've been know what to do. we've been at it for an hour. Um, so wow. we're gonna we're gonna go check out this gumbo, this awesome fucking meal that <laughs> my man over here has hooked up for us. Um, so with that, too, please. Uh, head on over to the Instagram page at no simple road and, uh, you know, leave us some comments, subscribe over there, um, on iTunes, subscribe to the show, you guys, and like continue to send us feedback and, and leave us reviews on there. Help us get up in the ratings so that more people can find out about the show because we're talking to each other. This is by us for us kind of thing, you know, tell your friends about it. Um, and then the Patreon thing, again, that's patreon.com forward slash no simple road, one word. Uh, go check that out. Um, we do need your help. And like I said earlier, it's a buy us for us kind of thing. So come join the family. Um, and yeah, that's it. So until next week, we'll have another interview for you. And everybody here at the Chapla Day House hopes that everybody out there is well and happy and has an awesome week. And we love you guys. Love you guys. Love you. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. 